Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Birth to Life Early Care Institute. I'm the founder, April Jones. So today, I want to talk about something that can be ECE or child care's dirty little secret. Okay, it can be a dirty little secret. But however, I am going to touch on some things as to why this happens in our settings and also touch on some things as to what are the solutions because I'm not one of those people that just likes to talk about the problem and talk about air out grievances even though some of those grievances do have some weight to them but also give some clear expectations as to how we can become better as well and this is more for our ECE directors and owners and people in leadership. I've been a person in leadership and I've been a person on both sides, basically. I've been an ECE teacher and I've been a person in leadership. And so a lot of times when certain things was happening with the staff or certain things, the staff was feeling a certain type of way or the climate of the school was getting very, very toxic or something was brewing in the school you know sometimes you know as leaders you don't always know but something you can sense like some tension and something that's going on in the school I want to talk about that and how we can really dismantle some of those things okay so this is not for to bash anyone this is not to bash a director or owner this is not to bash a teacher This is going to be a podcast that's going to be a safe space for us to learn, for us to bring a new awareness about, and for us to become better. Because remember, we have little lives that are depending upon us, but we really can't be better for them if we're not better for ourselves first and as a collective, okay? So this is going to be entitled why your ECE teacher does not like your school. Why your ECE teacher does not like your school. And some of you might feel like, okay, my teachers like my school because they work for me and they're still here. You know, teachers can work somewhere just to feel as though they need to have, just make a living so that they can provide, so they can Um, provide an income for their families and stuff but that doesn't necessarily mean that they like your school just because they're there but however if they don't like the school what is possibly going on okay so let's talk about some of those things number one so I have worked in my career at a number of different schools I have worked for privately owned schools. I have worked for nonprofits. I have worked for research, child development centers, inclusion centers, nature-based centers, all of these things. I have worked at a number of different schools. And at one particular school, I was there close to seven years. I really love having that experience there. And I've worked at some other schools that I did not like so much. And so I definitely can tell you why this happens. Number one, some teachers do not like your school because it does not carry professional integrity. Um, A lot of times, professional integrity can go both ways. So what do I mean by that? Professional integrity. 
So when your teacher is starting at the school, they're excited, they've read your handbook, maybe they've had an orientation. I will say that if you are not at least having orientation with your teachers, having some type of onboarding with your teachers, having um, all of these different things already, that's a red flag. You should have a culture where if you want teachers to be professionally um, having professional integrity, you should have it first as a center and as a school. So teachers need to go through some type of training or some type of introduction as to what is your school's culture. Okay, and if you have not done that, that is a lack of professional integrity already because you don't really see yourself as being a school that is a business at the same time, but you need to have certain protocols in place. So that really needs to be defined for that educator. Okay, another thing too is that teachers do not feel like professionals because they're not giving things that professionals need. For example, um, all teachers need professional development. All teachers also need um, things that can help them have a livable wage. So, you know, for example, you know, if you are a school, it's important that teachers are offered some type of benefit, so to speak. That if, if you can't offer benefits, maybe you can offer PTO time or sick days. Maybe you can talk about, okay, this is the benefit of working at my school. This is what happens in a three-year period, in a five-year period. Because if you want a professional, you have to treat them as professionals as well. You know, and that's why some teachers feel like, okay, I just work at a job. I'm not seen as, as a professional. Um, here. I will say that at one particular site that I was working at at a school, I looked at more so as a job because, you know, the, the professional integrity there was very kind of low, um, however. And, you know, meetings, when they were conducted, they weren't, they weren't organized. Um, people just air out grievances. It was very unprofessional um, as well. So I didn't really look at that as a professional setting. To me, it lacked a lot of professional integrity. But however, when I was working at another school, um, not only did they offer, you know, things that I felt as though professionals needed, practitioners needed, but, you know, when it came to meetings, they were professional. We knew that we had an agenda before we had a meeting. We had a date. We had a certain time um, as well. You know, we had different trainings that really advanced how you thought about. It wasn't just basic, you know, classroom management, things like that. When we had trainings, we had top trainings where you learned about the latest trends in ECE um, education, where you had opportunities to train at other facilities, where you had opportunities to possibly train um, out of state, you know, trainings were paid for, all of these things. And it just made me look at childcare in a whole different scope to where I looked at it as a career at that point. I never look, really looked at it as a career until I start working at this particular school. So that's number one. Um, your center lacks professional integrity. A part of that too is there are unclear expectations, there's inconsistency, and your school just lacks harmony overall. So what do I mean by unclear expectations? Um, what you require for teachers to do 
you know, there's constant change. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with change, but however, you have to really make sure that you are doing that in a professional manner to where teachers have very, very clear expectations as to what is required for them. Um, Making sure that everybody across the board, whether they're a lead teacher, assistant teacher, floater, whoever, volunteer, whoever, that they understand the culture of your center, that you do not have these high expectations for one group of people and low expectations for another group of people. That's something that really, really burns teachers up, to be honest with you. (laughs) When, you know, you have teachers, you expect so much from one teacher than another teacher. Certain teachers are getting away with certain things. Rules are not, rules are applied by case-by-case basis versus the rules applied to everyone. So very clear expectations. That's something that we should really, really look out for. So if this particular teacher has done something and this teacher is going to possibly get written up or suspended or fired, then this should go across the board. It should be fair in all cases. Um, Also, too, that, you know, just piggybacking on climate, it just lacks harmony. You know, it's not an environment where you want to go. It's just like, okay, I have to go. Let me get up because this is my job. This is what I have to do. It just lacks harmony. A lot of your teachers are very, very unhappy. And you have to really ask yourself that why, why so many of my teachers are very, very unhappy. You have to also look at your personal attitude too, because I'm telling you, I know as an administrator, it can be extremely, extremely And you will have teachers that will have attitudes with you and you didn't have an attitude with them, right? But, um, and that happens, that does happen. But when it's like majority of the school, you have to really evaluate the climate and see what is going on here. Um, Are they unhappy because they lack supplies? Are they unhappy because... They've been in the classroom by themselves a lot. They couldn't get, even get a lunch break. And it's been going on two weeks. Like, really sometimes really put yourself in that teacher's shoes to see what is going on here. And I, and I really believe that this is going to be helpful for a lot of directors and owners, for people that really, really care. Because sometimes you really don't know. You're like, okay, you know, I've been in settings where teachers do have, you know, the PTO time. And they do have... You, you do have certain benefits and things like that. Um, one school, you even had a 15-minute break on top of your lunch break. And, you know, it was still some tension there. So I'm like, okay, what's going on? Something is going on. And a lot of times, too, I would just simply ask that teacher. When I notice something, I would just simply ask that teacher, like, do you want to talk? Or I notice that you look frustrated. Or I notice that is there anything that I could possibly do to help you? So it just lacks harmony. Another thing, too, is that, you know, it's too punitive. You know, you get written up for everything. Um, it's, and it's not a fun environment. You know, we want teachers to also like coming to the job as well. I remember one particular job where I was working. I just love working there. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yes, it was challenging as a teacher. I had some challenges as a teacher. But our work culture was very, very strong. And a lot of teachers, for the most part, we got along. There were some teachers that didn't mesh with other teachers. 
and that's just personality and it's just human behavior and it's okay but overall we would just really support each other getting supplies from each other um a lot of times you know we would have days where you know (laughs) we would just have like i don't know luncheons and teachers would put their money together and we have luncheons amongst each other and stuff and i just really really love that environment and so bring the fun back into your center yes you think about you know children having fun but think about ways that you can really have fun with your staff and you know i know maybe some of you guys do not have the funds and it's just totally okay maybe you can get your parents involved like okay on friday we're gonna have an ice cream special you know teachers love like surprises let me tell you that they love surprises so even if you wanted to surprise them with breakfast even though you wanted to surprise them with the ice cream special or maybe maybe you can't do it this year but maybe next year you could possibly have them work a half a day to get their classroom ready just certain things like that i'm telling you certain things like that will really really can help turn the culture around okay another thing too why some teachers do not like your school is because they don't understand the school's philosophy itself and that's when it comes to curriculum with different things and teachers sometimes have to make a decision so I know when I was at a particular school I not only did not I did not like the curriculum there but I um the curriculum was actually inappropriate when the director was trying to tell me that it was appropriate and so the children were using worksheets and black and white and for me I did not like that (laughs) I didn't like it now this was before I actually went to school because at one point in time in my life I was actually going to school to be a scientist an environmental scientist actually and I stopped that because I'm like that's not my passion I don't know what I want to do but I was so great at working with children I had so many people tell me I had such a gift for working with children and stuff and I was still in that in that in that period like okay I don't know I don't know but I knew that when a director gave me a folder of worksheets and said this is how you was going to teach I knew that was not for me I knew that was not for me um I did not go back and forth with the director I was very respectful I was like respectfully I don't believe that this is a philosophy that I agree with. And I honestly, I cannot teach this way. So they decided to put me in another program that was play-based and hands-on, which is appropriate. (laughs) So I ended up staying at the school longer, but they had a private, they had two programs. They had a private pre-K and they had a state-funded pre-K. And I was in a state-funded pre-K because I, my teaching style and my vision was more aligned with that but however teachers have to come to a point too if they don't understand the philosophy if they don't agree with it instead of making everybody miserable then you have two decisions to make you can just stay and I guess do that particular curriculum or learn about it because maybe it's it is an appropriate curriculum you know and a lot of times this happens so many times Um, trust me this is a very very big one other ones that I touched on was very big but this is a very big one if your teacher does not understand why they have learning centers in the classroom why they're doing certain things with the children why it's important the science behind it the philosophy behind it who like who is the person that 
started this philosophy? Why did they decide to do this? They will become very, very unhappy. And it's not necessarily your fault as the director, but this is another reason why certain people, certain teachers do just do not like your school. I had to, as an administrator, tell a teacher one time, this school, I believe, is just not for you. I think that what you should do, I don't, you know, because this teacher was very unhappy, but they did not want to work with children with some type of, you know, special needs, basically. They didn't, they didn't want to. I mean, they just didn't want to. They felt like it was too difficult. It wasn't them. And the school is founded upon inclusion and helping kids with special needs. <laughs> that was, and, and I know some of you guys are like, well, why did they apply? You know, but a lot of times, you know, sometimes teachers do not discover the grit of it or the full work and the mission behind it until they actually get into the setting. And I just simply said, I think that, you know, you would flourish in this type of setting. I think you would do great in this type of setting. You know, so I didn't necessarily just shut the teacher down. And the teacher eventually did transition on because they needed to transition on. But... Some people just do not understand your school philosophy. So what is it that you could possibly do? Well, what you could possibly do is having more training, have a one-on-one with them. And some of teachers understand the philosophy on the surface, but then they need more deepening of understanding what that is. Okay. Um, Some teachers do not like to center because they don't see themselves being in a position where they can advance as a career there's no career advancement um some teachers go into the profession knowing that they will be a teacher until they retire some teachers go into the profession knowing that i do want to teach for a while but i want to transition out of the classroom and do something else and so sometimes when that happens (laughs) when that happens ladies and gentlemen you will see or turn on the tide within themselves and two things will happen either they will begin a war within themselves and they will tell themselves you know I have something I, I want to do something else and I want to say this too it's not necessarily a bad thing because I think all of the things that I'm pointing out it's nothing bad it's just an awareness that we need to um be known of right we need to just know some of these things and sometimes this is what I want child care centers to do too you know you're not necessarily like an elementary school middle school and high school per se we have a little bit more freedom when it comes to certain things um when it comes to our schools you can be you can create a position you know if you have the money and maybe you want to fundraise for the position. I don't know. Maybe you want to get a grant or something like that. But if you do notice that a teacher is not as happy and they want to do something, they want to do something outside of the classroom, but they don't necessarily know what it is. And then you personally like this teacher because you like the professional integrity that they carry. They have education, they have experience, they have so many great qualities that you like. You could possibly just create a position. I've seen all different types of positions created um, before. You know, I've seen a resource um, uh, position created. I've seen social and emotional coaches, you know, create something. Child care centers 
child development centers, let's get creative. Let's be innovative. We can do that. We have the freedom and the flexibility to do that. Okay. So another thing why, um, another element of why some teachers do not like your school is because they do not like how parents are given everything that they want, basically. (laughs) I laugh when it comes to that because, you know, it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. You need parents there to pay tuition so you can have a school, basically. If they don't pay, you don't have a school. You can't have a school without the tuition. You need the tuition. (laughs) You need the tuition to be open. You need the tuition to pay the teachers. You need tuition for everything, school operations, all of these things and stuff. But a lot of times teachers do not like the school because parents are not giving expectations as well. So, you know, This is one way that we can talk about this and stuff because I do feel as though parents do need boundaries. Parents definitely do need boundaries. Yes, they are our client. They are the most important. If they're satisfied, if they're not satisfied, then we are going to be in some trouble. But you have to to make a decision. I remember one year um, at one point, a parent, this parent kind of was a nightmare parent just 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 to be honest with you it was a nightmare it was a total total nightmare and to a point where and I'm totally totally um against this the parents started to harass um make inappropriate comments and things like that to the teachers and you know we the school made a decision that this parent needed to go they needed to go Um, It was not the healthiest environment for the the children, the teachers, and the parents. One of the ways that you can do that to make sure that parents understand clear boundaries and understand your, your school culture, because parents really need to understand, like, why you have certain rules in place, what your, what, what your culture stands on, like, why you have the certain philosophies and things like that. They need to have an understanding of that as well. I would make sure that I definitely in my in my handbook. So every you should have two handbooks. You should have one for the teachers and one for the parents. In that parent handbook, make sure you have clear expectations as to how you handle certain situations in the classroom. What is the conduct for that parent? Can that parent come on your school? come to your school and cuss a teacher out in front of everybody. Can that parent physically try to threat, you know, things like that. And another thing about that too, you have to be very careful with that because nowadays, you know, teachers will sue you. (laughs) They will, they will sue you. They'll sue everybody. They'll sue the whole school. So you have to be very careful with that. And a lot of times, you know, that's why some teachers are very, very unhappy because they don't feel like, you know, parents can't, you know, Parents, they get away with not respecting the teachers. And I know teachers and and as practitioners, we have to be professional. We have to talk to them in a calm manner when they're not calm and different things like that. But there is a line that um, should not be crossed, okay? So 
that can be another reason why some teachers just do not like your school. <laughs> they just do not like your school. So in there, as I was talking about these different things, I want you to really, really think about your school and think about how you can implement some changes. Will everybody be happy all the time? No, 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 no. But this is more so for to give you a clear insight as to why this person is possibly not happy. I remember one year I was just like very, I love my children, I love teaching, but I was also very frustrated because I was hardly given any supplies for my classroom. And I'm one of those type of teachers that I love being creative. I love changing the classroom environment. I love children to have fun. And the materials that I had in my classroom were broken. Um, they A lot of the materials were inappropriate. I wasn't really given a budget. It was just kind of like, okay, go teach and be happy. And I, I really had to have a one-on-one with my director and I told her like, you expect the best for me. And I wanna give you the best. I want the children to have the best experience. I believe I want a classroom of excellence. But however, in order, to that, for, in order for that to happen, I need you to support me. How can we support each other in this? And you know, I not only that, you know, I didn't just go to her and start complaining. I would go to different, I would go to restaurants. This was before COVID. I would go to restaurants and ask them like, what can, can you donate something to me? Um, I would go everywhere. I would go to neighbors' houses and ask other teachers. Like I was just trying to collect things for my classroom. And I've always been that kind of teacher anyway, but I'm like, you have to give me something. <laughs> Cause my, I said, you have to give me something. And so once we had, and I made sure that I did not have the conversation in anger, even though I was very frustrated, but I was able to communicate that frustration with the director without it going, exploding. And overall, I became happy. They were happy. She saw the results of it. You know, all of these different things. And even when parents would come to me and say, you know, um, are they, I see you, bring, like, are they not supporting you? But I wouldn't go there. I would not go there. <laughs> you know, because some parents, sometimes parents be fishing for information and they try to will you in. They, oh, they get you, they get you hooked and they try to will you in. But I, I knew better. I was like, I'm not going to do that because I work here. And I want us to be in harmony. I, I, I definitely didn't want to throw my um, director and owner up under the bus, um, you know, or anything like that. I want to come have a conversation with them first. So, yeah, those are some of the reasons why your ECE teacher does not like your school. Those are just some of the reasons why they just don't like your school. So remember, let's do a quick recap you know, try to have some benefits, try to have some raises and incentives if you can. Some of you child care directors are going to be like, you know, April, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. I would love to do that. But I just can't right now. I just can't. I just financially can't. You know what? Saying thank you goes a long way. Telling your teachers that you appreciate them goes a long way. 
cooking them some breakfast sometimes goes a long way. You know, maybe giving having like a little snack Friday. You put snacks in their room with a little baggie on it or something and say, oh, you know, thank you for your help. It's, it's fun Friday. You know, you play some music over the walkie or something. Y'all, y'all have a little dance, you know, contest or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But those are some of the things that you can do. Just add the spark back in there because it is very, very difficult. I know directors, it's, it's very, very difficult. Some days you want to give up. But I say that you continue to put your best self forward. Even when a teacher is is maybe nasty to you, they're in that frustrating moment. They don't like your school. They don't understand why. And a lot of times, too, me being a teacher and transitioning to administration, I know. Because a lot of things you just can't simply tell them. So they see it from the outside looking in. But these are some of the things that we can do to work to together to make our centers and our schools more better and our climate more better it takes a village it takes a village and so I've been there I've been there directors I've been there um administrators I've been there I've been there where I have said good morning to a teacher or said hi or something like that and then they air out a grievance or they're they're nasty towards me or something I've been there. (laughs) I've been there. And I know some of you guys was like, well, I'm not going to have that. Or, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to handle that. And we have, we have, we definitely have, you know, um, because some, some behaviors are just not acceptable, right? They're just not acceptable. But I want you to listen to this and really, you know, maybe get with your team and talk about some things that you can do. Because I used to do it with my, my director. You know, I would get with her and we would talk about, okay, maybe we can do this or maybe we can do that and just simply have conversations with your teachers. That goes a long way too. All right. So that is the end of the podcast. Um, Click on the link in the bio. I plan on doing more series to help you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. I'm proud of you all. We are going to get better as a field and we're going to be great. Have a great day.